Master, sir? I heard Yoda talking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. But not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. Remember, Obi-Wan, if the prophecy is true, your apprentice is the only one who can bring the Force back into balance. I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Welcome to Prequel Apologetics. This is the podcast where we reappraise the Star Wars prequels and all Star Wars content through the lens of the prequels. My name's Seth. I'm joined by a man. I'm Regan. <laughs> and today we'll be taking the Mandalorian's rifle that apparently acts as a high-powered microphone <laughs> and scanning it around the Mandalorian, episode three. We're looking at Mandalorian, chapter three, and... Seeing how it shakes up with Star Wars as a whole, seeing how it works as television, and seeing how the prequels especially interact with it how they should have influenced should, it. they should have yes they should have yes they did not it's past tense now unfortunately <laughs> so what's your what was your first takeaway from this episode your first impression oh um he's not making a good face um i liked the part where the mandalorian is like flying with the ship and gives him a like a, like a salute like he's like flying him in he's like yeah <laughs> when was that? This is the ending. This is the ending. When oh, at the very end. Yeah, he's full. Anyway, oh, that's a spoiler. This show, this show sucks. <laughs> I just, let's just get there first. <laughs> we have both been kind of fans of this show. We've been cautious. We've seen potential. We've also seen problems. Mm-hmm. This was the episode where I think we both, ew, in live time, were kind of like, this is not working. And all of our greatest fears were realized. Yeah, they were realized. Well, they're. There was no Iota in this one, so there's it can go, it can be worse. Frankly, it could have been worse. Anyway, um, I felt the same. I felt uh, the stuff that we were kind of saying the last two episodes. Yeah, this is okay. This might be a problem. This might be a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. No, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a big problem, frankly. <laughs> but even um, on the on the there's uh, there's the Star Wars level where I'm worried about I'm worried about lore and yeah. stuff. Yoda, the last episode, the Mandalorians. It, exactly. exactly. In the last episode, I personally thought had you know some great action scenes, and I thought it was very entertaining. Pretty Does totally it, consistent too. That one, yeah, it felt yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and the shooting scene. was so much better than the last one. Yeah. Uh, episode two is definitely the best shot of the three. This was, I mean, this wasn't even meeting the bar for good television. Yeah, for, for me. Yeah. So picking apart why that was, so it starts out. He's landing on the planet, and he has this kind of tender moment with the baby, the child who's still not named. They're just flying through space. Here's the thing. Everything in the cockpit, it wasn't well shot. Like, there wasn't the close-ups I felt like it needed. The baby basically mm-hmm. disassembles part of the ship and is playing with his little mm-hmm. ball. And it's kind like, of a George Lucas yeah. wide shot. I, it, like the one from the, the, yeah. the Gungan side. The Gungan ship. <laughs> yeah. It all played out there. The bongo. Uh, Mandalorian says, don't touch that not toy. And they go on the planet. And like a heartless monster, he gives this baby over to this evil man, the the you know, the, the last remnants of the Empire. And as he's on his way out, with lugging out all this incredibly valuable silver or whatever. You miss some. You're you're skipping so many scenes. I'm doing some plots. This, this is a summary. Anyway, they deliver the baby, 
And first off, their reaction was kind of, eh. You want to talk about Carl Weathers? Oh, no, no, no. He delivers the baby first. No, he sees Carl Weathers first. No. 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 You're right. How could he get the reward before he... That's a great point. Let it be known, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, that I know more about a great deal of things than this man. Okay. I checked out of this episode pretty early. I just went, that's dumb. I'm done. Because they, they, they see the the baby, and things are already off. Like, they didn't have, like, a really cool reaction like we thought they would. Yeah. Werner Herzog's performance is awesome, but right now it's just one note. It's just this kind of yeah. scary German man yeah. being weirdly intimidating, which yeah. is awesome, but it didn't transform And I, th- I thought that the, the nerdy science man would have been... I thought he would have been much bigger in this scene. I thought he would have been beside himself. Yeah. And, you know, maybe pushed Herzog out of the way. I don't know. It needed, it needed <laughs> Pushed <something>. him over... <laughs> Takes the baby, immediately yeah. starts sucking its blood out through a straw. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It needed a little more. Yeah. Anyway, he does that. He's kind of hesitant towards the end. He asks what they're going to do with it. And there's this huge, bizarre dialogue about how you should not ask that question. And then they he leaves with the money. The code. They see, he brings up the guild code. The guild code, which we don't know what that is. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's like the prophecy in uh, episode one. You just have to use context clues. You gotta use context clues to figure it out for yourself. Uh, it was cooler there. Let it, t- let it much, be uh, much cooler. <laughs> it was incredible, actually. <laughs> Frankly, it was the foundation of three films. Uh, the Guild Code is the foundation for uh, one really bad action scene. <laughs> anyway, uh, they get they, he gets his little Carmtolo of Beskar steel. A lot of words there. And lo- he, I thought it was a blender. It was a blender. Cool steel. <laughs> and there's all these cool Mandalorian designs we see. There's this kind of heavy infantry one. There's some other ones. It looked very reminiscent of Republic Commando. Yeah. It, it was cool. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. some cool stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say, this was this was where I really, I think both of us really went, wait a minute. You can't do this. Wait a minute. So, they start, he gets his stuff. I just, just let me say, sure. not all of the Mandalorian suit designs are created equal. They did not all look good. <laughs> Let's be real. It looked like Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Right? You and start to see, oh, I, I know you and I talked about this when we first saw the trailer for this show. Kind of going, yeah, it looks pretty good, but it looks like TV. There's a hint of cheapness to yeah. it. Yeah. And, and the first I, time, I hadn't felt it in a long until time. Now, until now. Yeah. Some of the designs just, they weren't the best. And this is kind of weird, in my opinion. So basically, what happens is, you get all the steel. Apparently, when you get stuff, they melt it down and they make new armor for you. And apparently, they also save some of it to sponsor new Mandalorians later. They're all in hiding, apparently, because the Great Purge wiped them all out, which is the, an Imperial. But they wear their out. armor all the time, so they're not in hiding. They're not in hiding at all. <laughs> but here's where things get a little get a little strange. So there's this huge... Okay, I'm going to be honest. I forgot my point. <laughs> there's a huge I was setting it up and then I forgot you're saying it. that the Mandalorians being in hiding, hiding doesn't make sense because there's a huge something no that was all set up for my <laughs> bigger point anyway so we get, we get the whole scene again of this kind of about to forge his armor yeah and it's the same up to this point the first half oh, of the episode sorry, I'm sorry I'm sorry you got I have it. it you don't have it I have my point back now <laughs> it's back you have it I, well, I'll, let me finish this sentence okay up to this point and I think up until probably halfway or maybe two thirds through the episode it's all stuff you saw in the first episode. Same locations, same That's so imagery. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's what I'll say. So basically what happens is this, this fight kind of breaks out. This guy has too much has too much of this metal. Everybody's kind of jealous. It's all from the Empire, which apparently is the one who wiped them out. Yeah. 
they started this conversation and halfway through it, I start realizing I want to see their faces. Like, yeah. oh, there yeah. is so much emotional nuance happening that just, totally. they, they start to look kind of dumb. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where they hold knives against their throat and I'm like, why are they even wearing armor if your neck is that vulnerable? Yeah. The, the, the design of Boba Fett starts to break down. When you do it too much, when you say this is the armor of an entire people, this is the armor of an entire yeah civilization, yeah. a culture. Because Boba Fett, it was just a cool thing. thing, and the face, the helmet is incredible. It is inspired by a knight's helmet. Yeah. It is not literally a knight's helmet, yeah. but that's what it is now. It's yeah. literally a knight's helmet. And so they start talking, and the way the armor lady gets them to stand down is by telling them about the way of the Mandalore. Yeah, which so apparently you don't take off your helmet. <laughs> or you don't have it taken off ever. These are some new rules, by the some way. New rules. So, it, so there's obviously Mandalorians outside of this show. There's the Clone Wars. You see Mandalore. You see the Death Watch, which is the terrorist sect of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. There's there's no such thing. There's tons of shots of them without their helmets. That is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess maybe they're in hiding, but they're obviously wearing armor. I mean, yeah. It's this, like so. Their skin is in hiding. So they can't. T- they have never seen their own faces. It's a cool idea. It works much better for like a Tuscan Raider. Like, this bizarre tribal oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. This is just gross. Like, do you not shower? Do you not kiss? Do you not eat? How do you eat? Maybe it's in public. Maybe that's what they no, mean. Maybe it's in public. I don't think... Maybe. That would make sense, but the way it was said... I mean, how did he... Wait, no, wait a minute. Because he gets, Have you ever taken off your helmet? He no. Had, well, Have you ever had your, your helmet taken off? No. It's got to be in public. It was, took, that wasn't said, though. But he takes the armor off to get the new armor in this episode. So... I mean, the helmet was the same, though. There's a changing room anyway. somewhere <laughs> in the Mandalorian. Your eyes are blindfolded from underneath, so you can't see your face. And I just want to say about the, Mandal- the Mandalorian's underground cavern. It's just, it's the entrance hallway from Jabba's palace. It, I mean, oh, shoot. Yeah, it is. new people. Anyway, there's a lot of rules to what being a Mandalorian meant. And it, it, was, on, it, was, on the, it, was, it was walking the line of being cool. You know, it's talking about no coward can walk this way of life. This is a hard warrior guild. But halfway through it. They're fighting over this dumb squabble. We're like, this yeah. culture is stupid. <laughs> yeah, this, this shouldn't exist. Aggression-based stuff like this. Like I'm they, glad they were purged, personally. <laughs> they were kind of jihad, honestly. <laughs> we should not allow that. <laughs> and halfway through, you're like, Mandalorians are kind of stupid. You can't take off your... Uh, can't take off your helmet. You, uh, you're just always leveling up your armor. Yeah. There was some, it's, it's a very, very appearance-based culture. Like, very video gamey. Yeah, like his armor, is it better now? It was Beskar steel before, wasn't it? Was it not? Not the whole thing. And they don't really talk about that, but just visually, you see. So this. silver is Beskar steel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had it, his looked mostly made of leather. And so then he, he, got he the, only had a pauldron before. He only well, he had the helmet, and then he got the pauldron. Gotcha. But he said something like, "My armor is in need of refitting, or something." Because he got destroyed by the rhino. By the rhino man. And, and you know, they keep saying your reputation precedes you. This man sucks. He also has no reputation. Like he's got no. Basically, he's called the Mandalorian. Why is he called that? They there's, call him Mando. There's hundreds of Mandalorians. There, yeah, there, we see at the end of the episode, there's, there's hundreds. Oh, my God. But the, and they're all bounty hunters. They're all, they're all the same thing. Like, I want to see a Mandalorian who's like a janitor. Wait. I want to see some clergy <laughs> Mandalorian. Wait. There was something in the episode that confirmed they're all bounty hunters, but what was it? Am I, did I, am I imagining that? I think you're imagining that. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, man. You are not sharp. I, mean, I think I was just thinking of Boba Fett. Yeah. Fett. Yeah. It is a... They like it. They like to hunt. Oh, that's true. There is a line where it says, to me, a Mandalorian is to constantly be the hunter and the prey. It did say that. So maybe that is kind of linked to that? Like, how would that line make sense if you're like a janitor? Are all the Mandalorians not going out? But wait, 
they all must be going out getting stuff for they have the to. family and but how what else the clan. maybe someone gets food maybe someone gets it's just there's so many of them it's just this is this is stupid this is very it's, stupid it's fan fiction it's fan fiction it's yeah. exactly what it is fan fiction if anyone's read it or written it i know some people in this room have written fan fiction you no you said you had i mean oh. you said you read it uh i might have written a few few lines anyway it's okay it's okay it's fine <laughs> it's not a problem Some prose um but the hallmarks of fan fiction are basically i'm gonna take this one thing i love mm. and this will all be about how cool this thing is this is why the first the very first episode i no one listened to me i was, I was listening you listened yeah sort of <laughs> but the very first episode just him coming in and being this cool thing i just i said there's there's no story there's no character development it's just what is just, cool? Wow, man, isn't the Mandalorian cool? Yes. Which, that's cool. I mean, I'll, I'll, hey, I hate this guy, but for one episode, that's fine. Sure. Two or three? Yeah. Is that, so, anyway. You got some substance. The Mandalorian culture, he gets new armor. It looks cool. The forging. It's just the same scene again. And the whole time, again, you're not seeing his face. It's apparently an emotional thing for him. I don't know. That's why, the, I think that's why the flashback is so weird. It just kind of imposes this flashback structure. It's got to go somewhere. It's... <laughs> Where in reality, you'd see his face. He's kind of grimacing. You know, it should have been its own episode. Mm. That would have been cool. It's an origin episode. Yeah. So this mm. is probably the coolest part of the episode. His family is hunted down by super battle droids and droid, star- and droid gunships. And his family apparently gets poofed. Prequel stuff. He gets poofed by a battle droid. A super battle droid. Because like, you see a <laughs> cloud of it's mist. It's not Mr. Battle Droid. And then <laughs> the doors are open to the cell where he's hiding in. There's a, you've seen, I've never seen a super battle droid from this perspective before. It's yeah, just, it's really st- You're staring up at it, yeah. gun at you. They look scary. They look more imposing. In this, they're less slender. They seem a bit fatter, more. It's it's a little bit of a redesign. Yeah. I kind I I'm I'm fine with it honestly. It looks really cool. But the editing or sequence is pretty terrible. Uh-huh. The crossfader is out of control, and they'll, they'll crossfade back and forth between the same shots. And the super battle droid was not using its rapid fire. No. Arm cannon. They hadn't invented that yet, I guess. They no. It's it's after. This is after the Clone Wars. Oh. <laughs> right. It has to be. Wait, holds the Mandalorian. He's a child. He's always what? Star Wars is dumb. He's always seven years in that that scene. I don't want to do any more math. There's, there's ni- too much math nineteen the years. There's, there's nineteen years then, Empire, and then five years after. There's at least six years after A New Hope. So that's twenty five. Nine years after A New Hope. Mandalorian's oh, shoot, nine. So that's twenty eight years. Maybe so. It's twenty eight years after wherever that scene is, at least. Yeah. Or it could be a few less because it could have been right before Episode Three. Maybe I don't know. Sure. 28 years is the least it could be. So he's at least 35, 36. Yeah, he's kind of old. He's old? Yeah. Ugh. Hmm. He probably looks gross under there. He's never showered, never seen himself. <laughs> like, how do you eat? How do you, you smell? Like, why? You know, he he's lying about not wearing the helmet. He's lying about that because... Wait, no, she knows he's a foundling. Here's the thing, though. I'm just thinking of the kids wearing the helmets. I'm just saying once you adopt... I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, like, once you adopt the, the Mandalorian thing, you can't take it off. That's the thing. That's what if thing. you get a new helmet? Here's the thing. That's just that is just dumb. You made a great point. That is just Mandalorian's so cool. You don't take off the helmet. Sounds like a cool idea for one second, and you start thinking about it for two seconds, and you're like, "This is stupid." Mm-hmm. Where that that could be a cool thing. It could be like this honor culture, like in public, you've never seen without it on. Or there's a way that can work. Yeah. But that was not done. No. And it was this very exhibition heavy scene where it just was telling you all these rules, the way, the way, the what way. Are, yeah. What is the way of the Mandalore? Mandalore is a really cool thing. He's from Knights of the Republic. It's really cool. He's ancient I remember, Mandalorian I remember that. people. That's in two. Mandalorian two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can play as him. It's all 
You can play as him? I think so. Mm-hmm. Or so I think Mandalore is more like a like a, a leader of his people. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's, it's a position. It's, it's a religious figure as it's well. It's a pre-Mandalorian civilization. Yeah. In that game. Yeah, it's really cool. So you you, you get to enlist the help of the current Mandalore. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Anyway, moving forward. See so if Carl Weathers' character. He wants his next job. All Carl Weathers is just like, hey, enjoy yourself, man. He's going. He's talking about pucks and fobs. Pucks and fobs and comatolos <laughs> of spice. And. Uh, you can tell the Mandalorian he's got a little bit of guilt. He's about to take off on another job, and he realizes, oh, yeah, this guy, he played with my my thing. <laughs> that's kind of weird. He played with my hyperdrive initiator. Uh-huh. He's like, I should go back. And uh, he goes back. He has his his rifle. He's, he starts scouting out the Imperial position. Let's not forget there are many walking scenes. Oh, In between every scene, there is a sequence of Mandalorian. Never, he never runs. Never. That draws attention to you. You look kind of stupid if you run. You're trying to save your child. No. Maybe you might want to run. It's not his child yet. You might want to run. Anyway, do you buy this being the moment when he when he uh, has a guilty conscience, basically? Being in the cockpit? Yeah. Um. Like, why that? Why do you think it's that scene they chose? Does it work for you? I mean, it'd be way more convenient if you decided this on the, the way over, you know. What made him decide that then? Well, oh, well, it's definitely the, the thing that made him come back was the memory of Baby Yoda taking off the, the piece of the joystick. Look at the memory. Why didn't he just, in live time, see that and be like... Pfft. I don't understand. What's, what's the question? Basically, him waiting this long to basically reveal his heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Do you buy that? Does that work for you? I was not bothered by that. Okay. Him being reminded of the baby yeah. when he sees the joystick. Yeah. It could have been better. I think it could have been better. I it wasn't bad. It definitely wasn't bad. But. I I bought it. Okay. I mean, the, there were other things going on that I did not like. So <laughs> He goes back, scouts it out. He vandalizes the doorbell. Very rude. He does. This so, is where we see the directional so microphone. The, the stormtrooper, no, real quick. The stormtroopers are apparently in hiding. The Empire is no longer there, but they are there, and they're in hiding... In plain but sight. When they come to the door, they're very obvious. People could clearly just see them. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing. Anyway, he has this... You micro- know what it is? It's John Favreau loves A New Hope and just wants the imagery of Mos Eisley. That's what it is. But it's... Yes. And then he's got this rifle that can see through walls, like a thermal imaging scanner, which is kind of cool, but it also can hear things, which is like, oh, oh okay. I liked it. It was cool. He was talking about how basically you start to learn that the, the doctor wants to keep it alive, mm-hmm. but the client. Um, well, we we knew that. But yeah, but the client just like I get over with. Yeah, actually, that's interesting because Werner Herzog in the first episode didn't say. He said either is fine. Yeah. But now he's saying kill it and extract the samples. I, it was unclear what they were doing. But well, he said he said something like that. I don't know if I got the quote exactly right, but he said we want to use its body tissue. We want to. Use it for something. So there's been a change in him now, and I don't know why. And then there... So real quick, before this scene, we also learned that apparently everybody on this planet has tried to get this bounty and failed. Yeah, Carl Weathers sets that up. So everybody's kind of upset, even though before we learned that everybody who came to the planet before died. But, oh well. Anyway... Carl Weathers, there's one line in there, kind of a throwaway line that just says, they didn't even try. Yeah, it was too hard. But they kept the fob. Kept the fob. They just keep making new fobs. <laughs> 100 fobs for this little... Also, so how do the tracking fobs work? 
they track your we'll talk we'll get there later yeah what are they tracking the blood they're They're tracking the blood of this rare species that the empire how do they get the sample in the first place (laughs) wouldn't that sample be enough for what they need that would mean that they know what it is oh gosh anyway he's got he's got a heart of gold he wants to save it there's actually this this is where so there's there's a huge action sequence coming up and the beginning is actually kind of cool there's these stormtroopers with flashlights they're searching for and the Mandalorian has snuck in Comes out of the darkness, takes him out. Very Batman-esque, He's I kind of felt in the like. Corner. He's sitting in the corner. But it was cool, because just seeing Stormtroopers in that situation, that kind of... You know, you haven't seen that a whole bunch. It, it worked he for me. He opened it was with cool. the blaster, though. He should have opened with the stealth. Because the blaster drew it's more. It's true. Because, yeah, he later, he does a grapple gun on yeah, one of them. Yeah, you need to open with that. But first, he just guns them down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is where it starts to feel very video gamey. y There's all these kind of action instances. Yeah. And you said it well. I'm not quite sure if I articulate it. They weren't very kinetic. Like, they didn't land with force. Like, they didn't... I'll put it like this. It's shot like coverage. It's not shot like an action scene. But, it's not... How do you... And the music didn't... There's music... There wasn't music cues to a lot of it. it yeah. Like, just didn't didn't rise and fall well. The, the way to explain this is coverage... And I use that in a negative way here. You're just trying to get what's happening. You're just trying to get... Footage of what's happening as many angles as you can. Yeah. That's coverage. Whereas if you're really directing an action sequence and you see it in your head, maybe you storyboard it, you can you you're you're imagining all these need, shots and yeah. beats in your head beforehand. I need flashlight sweeping by, right? Right. Mandalorian right. face. It doesn't gun coming up. This did not feel snapping. Like, yeah, this did not feel like that. There were not clear beats that mm-hmm. were covered. Mm-hmm. So there was a grapple gun. One one of them was burned to a crisp. Um, there's this huge room they go into. We, well, we got to see the disintegration. I did enjoy that. The, the burning? Yeah. I mean, last episode, we kind of referenced Darth Vader's no disintegrations. So I'm going to call it that because it was cool. Uh, but, you know, last episode, we just see the Jawas cloaks. But here we get to actually see what the rifle does to a body. That happens later, though, right? Because he's using his blaster in this scene. It happens later against the bounty hunters. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I thought you'd move there. I have not. Okay. So there's there's this quick. I just want to say I like. Oh that. shoot! We missed this. We missed this weird little beat. There's in the first episode they talk about your signet being revealed. Basically, your, I guess your 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 symbol. Which is a reference. Do you, you know what they're talking about? Boba Fett has a little signet of. It's um, like a signet ring, like it's like a, your seal. Basically. It's a seal, and Boba Fett's is a circle with a feather. Yeah, very it's, cool. It's the Fett signet. Looks awesome. Anyway, he says he does not have one because he felt like his enemy, basically Yoda, baby had aided him in battle. He didn't deserve one. Anyway, un- that was a weird moment, but then hmm. they used the excess, I guess, to make whistling birds, which are these missiles, I guess. Anyway, so then he gets outnumbered very clearly by four. That's just the logic of that. We're going to take this rare armor and make ammunition out of it. Dumb. That's that's terrible. That should be against the, the Mandalorian code. It's against the code. It should be. It feels wrong. Right? Yeah, you're using the thing. Make it out yeah. of anything. Make out it of- out of... Not that. Floor. I don't know. Maybe you can reuse them. I don't think so. He, he, wa- he, he carves them out. <laughs> he like grabs them and gives your arrows back. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's this cool scene we get surrounded. But then, again, it's it's coverage. There's just one, there's just two shots of it. And the music is, basically, Guardians of the Galaxy, the guy has this little, he has the Yondu. little whistle. Yondu. Mm-hmm. Little red little. It's <laughs> an arrow that he controls he by kills whistling. millions of people. It's really cool. It's the best part Pretty of the cool. movie. This time they kind of do something like that where it just has all these little tracking missiles. They don't, they're so small, they don't really land. Well, again, there's something about it I can't put my finger on. It just didn't land. Right. It wasn't cool. It wasn't I think cool. that's just the setup wasn't there. Yeah. You know, to do something like that, you got you really got to milk it. Yeah. You got to milk the tension. And it's only two or three shots, so it didn't really do that. 
There was one wide shot and one weird close up on his face. Mm-hmm. We just no, there's a close up on the wrist as well. And that's when you, that's when it clicks for you that oh the the wrist rocket's gonna come out. Honestly, these action scenes these action scenes just weren't very good. They mm-hmm. they had cool ideas that just were not they were not nurtured. Very TV. Yeah, I so mean then, they're, on a, they're probably on a you know a cheap budget. They probably yeah. So then, so then they he wants to leave the baby to his ship, but apparently everybody has these tracking fobs, and they all start lighting up. And apparently so it's the but guild. why didn't they light up? I guess he's walking. He's, they're they're too far. <laughs> why 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 do people have this fob? Why my, do they still have these tracking? My them? question was. Oh shoot! So the, he real quick. He got the baby, and they're performing some sort of weird tests on it. And oh, saw, and the scientist man is in there. We and, saw via New Hope, torture medical droid. Yeah, the big the big black droid. Which, again, does not make sense to me. That is clearly a torture droid, not a medical droid. But it was fine. It was, it was repurposed. It was repurposed. Is that <laughs> they're running out of funds? The scientist guy says. The baby would already be dead if it weren't for me. He's always wanted to keep it alive, but you didn't see that compassion earlier. No, yeah, this is... Well, we have a subtle Again, on. it's just TV writing. You're just writing scene by scene. You're not writing for the whole, you know? Yeah. And that's where character emotions and motivations just start to fall apart. Anyway, uh, he wipes them all out, comes out. Because didn't you... Just one more thing about that scene. Didn't you think... If I'm the Mandalorian, if I'm in that situation and the baby's there and the scientist is there and the scientist is saying, you know, this thing is important to me. Let me help you. Hmm. The scientist could have helped the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian could have learned things from the scientist. Yeah, like, what do you want? Who is he? Yeah. Tell yeah, us more. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. I, that's what I would have done. So, like, what's the Mandalorian's plan? Is he just going to settle down for the baby? Get now? out of there. Or just settle down? What's his, what's his ultimate plan? That's true. That's, yeah, exactly. Right. So like, basically, so basically, again, somehow the tra- everybody is tracking Yoda. Everybody knows where Yoda is. All, the, all their fobs go off. Like, oh. The logic mm-hmm. now must be, so the Mandalorian, basically the bounty has been reopened is what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so everybody wants a piece of that. And then it's just a very stupid scene. He's walking. He just way too confidently. And you can just tell, like any confident person would be like, there's 20 people following me right now. <laughs> there's one cool he has a cool design he's a Zabrak he's Darth Maul species got mm-hmm. horns very mm-hmm. cool they surround him he's somehow able this is where it just gets convoluted basically they've ridden themselves into a corner he jumps into a droid cart gets into a corner is able to snipe a lot of them disintegrate them like you were saying but he's the R2 co- droid they're driving the cart again I, I don't know I don't like that he again. It, it was this Western feeling thing where this guy had been back to into a corner, but it wasn't it wasn't elegant. It wasn't set up well. He's just literally in a, in a pile of debris, just like sniping, <laughs> where like anybody from a roof from behind could have easily killed him. And then and, he threatens the droid, mm-hmm. which made no sense. Yeah, droids shouldn't respond like that. Yeah, droids' lives do not matter. You know, droids do not have souls. They they don't care. Yeah, they could be rebuilt because their masters might say, hey. Go try and kill that thing. There's a chance mm-hmm. of death there. Do you avoid death? You know. Yeah. Anyway, dumb. But then, sensing their their brother has been threatened, twenty Mandalorians of jetpacks arrive. It's a fly. And here's what's hard though, because so Mandalorians of jetpacks are cool. It's a cool thing. Yeah. Jet, you know, Jingle Fett's awesome. Yeah. Boba Fett's awesome. What about it was weird here? Try to articulate that. Okay. Well, first of all, seeing. All these Mandalorians with jetpacks 
similar to Baby Yoda, instantly Jango Fett is less unique that, and exactly less cool. Because cool. even one of them had the double blasters. Yep. Yeah. I, I saw that and I got angry, honestly. <laughs> uh, I did not like that. So that's... You, that's, started, you started growling. It was kind of weird. Yeah. I had, to, I had to leave the room. It was not verbal. <laughs> I had to leave the room. It's primal. <laughs> I was reverted to an animal state. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's number one. Is it's, 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 it takes away from something cool yeah. that I love, that is truly original. Less unique. Less yeah. unique, yeah. But also... Honestly, I just I had a litany of questions at this point. Is how did they know? What are they doing? Are they just is this like a uh, a brotherhood bond or like do they believe in this guy's cause? Aren't they also guild members themselves? They didn't know about the baby. They don't know anything. So so here's the thing. I, th- I thought everybody didn't know about the baby. So he said, "All I can tell you, fifty years old." But apparently, everybody else knew it was a baby because mm. Carl Weathers knew it was a baby. Did he? He said, "He said the kid." He always, he always used. In that conversation in the cantina, he talked about the kid. What are they going to do with it? He knew. Mm. Which is weird because it was played for a huge mystery. That's true. It was, again, you're right, it's a reset writing. Yeah. And this battle, it just doesn't, doesn't work. And it's hard. It, it doesn't have these, those, it doesn't have these really cool beats. It just, mm. this is one part where the Mandalorian talks to the heavy Mando and says, we have to relocate for a better position to reinforce ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the heavy one just says, this is the way. Yeah, what is, <laughs> this is how we must do this. What is the way? He respects that. I'm like, is it a tactical, is it the way to take mad, make bad tactical decisions, sacrifice yourself? <laughs> so they're all doing that. It's just like. They should have just explained what that is. Why do they believe in this? Why are they helping him? Again, maybe it's just brotherhood code, but we should probably know that. But in A New Hope, you got a scene where Obi-Wan says, this is what the force is. And then later on, you have another scene that talks more about the force. Yeah. Anyway, again, this, this action scene, it wasn't shot that well. Again, it's cool to see jetpacks at night, but it's also just hard to tell what's happening. Yeah. You, you're not getting beat by beats. It, it's cool because, yeah, jetpacks give you, you know, obviously air, air, aerial, you know, authority, and you can just destroy people, but I mean, is it really that good? I mean, it's... I, it kind of makes you a target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Like, how do you get covered? <laughs> you when don't. Air, you can't have any cover. <laughs> people get behind a box and they're safe. Yeah. Anyway, it's just like... I did like the heavy with the Gatling gun. He, but it was cool because the Gatling gun was coming out of his jetpack. Like, it, was, it used the same, uh, it same, the same, like, the same fuel source. I didn't notice that. That was cool. Uh-huh. Anyway, some of their designs are cool. And, some, and seeing them in battle, that's really cool. But it was you, kind of more of a clone trooper thing. Yeah. Rather than a, a Mandalorian thing. It didn't feel right because we didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. And then later, of course, he, he blasts off kill, almost killing Grief Karga in you know, a last minute thing. And they're just like, hey, yeah, see you later. That part was so weird. They're so like, he's flying they, through the clouds. It's like a Superman thing. He's like, it, they're flying it was, along. Like, it was. It was literally Superman. Yeah. That is a scene out of Superman. Why? I knew that looked wrong, and that's why. Yeah, I was trying to... <laughs> I, I knew I'd seen that before. I, mean, I did like the shot of it flying through the clouds. There's an OTS over the shoulder of the Mandalorian looking through the cockpit in the clouds. Yeah. It was just cool. It was yeah. a nice image. Blue skies ahead. Yeah. They should have played the Allman Brothers blue sky right there. <laughs> Sure. Although it was, it, it did. I like the shot, but it, it did sit, you know, take a cool Star Warsy thing and say it's just an airplane. It's just an airplane flying through the clouds. So every episode now is just a, it's just a reset. It's just like okay, so episode one got the baby. That's cool. What is that going to be? Next episode, you don't really know. Okay, he's going to deliver it. Episode now he's just leaving again. It's just like every episode. He's he's not on a mission. He's just protect, protecting this baby. It's, just, it's almost like it's not it's not enough to make me watch again. Oh, here's the thing. If this was not Star Wars, I probably wouldn't watch the next episode. Oh, totally. I'm going to be honest. Yep. 
So you know the problem with the fight at the end. I think I can articulate it. Is the title the episode? The title of this episode is called "The Sin." Very cool title. It sounds like that means something. It doesn't. Um, and of course, it's referring to him turning the child in. Yeah, but blood he, money. Blood money. Right. That's a horrible thing to do. He makes the wrong decision. When people make the wrong decision in Star Wars, uh, you're punished. He was not punished. He was None, actually rewarded. He was rewarded. None of the Mandalorians are punished. Um, and you would think in this warrior culture, you know, they would say, you did this dis- you did this dishonorable thing. You will now, like, lose your hand. Yeah. I mean, what if what if they found out that they sold, he sold an infant, a foundling, which is what he is. How, well, how do you think the Mandalorians would How do Mandalorians interact with this guild? Yeah. That's weird, because they have, both have different codes. Right, and, right. Are the Mandalorians even good? Are they good people? Are they just completely evil? Like, what? It's unclear their moral guidings are. Right. Know. But really, I think the point is, the fight at the end, there are no stakes. It's just a cartoony action scene. This is not like, if we die here, Mandalorians are wiped out. Right. It's just like, oh, we're helping you out. And there's no gravity to the to Mando. They call him Mando. There's no gravity to Mando's decision. You know, he doesn't feel the regret of, I really screwed up. You know, you know, there should have been a scene. This would have been good. He starts to feel bad. He goes to his brothers, his Mandalorian brothers. He said, look, Help me. I've done something horrible. I know we don't like each other, but you know what? We're brothers. Let's make this right. Let's all work together. That would have been awesome. Or if somehow the flashback connected to his guilt somehow, like almost like mm. they're both kids, both helpless. It's, it's making know. that connection. It's implying that, which is why he, I mean, I, that's there. That's sort of foundational thing that works. It's just the stakes though. It's, it's just a stakes thing. Not even Carl Weathers dies. You know, he gets shot and it's the Western trope of, Oh yeah, it hit, my uh, best car. Yeah, it, it hit his, his Bible. Hit my, my, my canteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Canteen of Beskar. Yeah. It's just. Basically, it doesn't feel, the show doesn't feel real anymore. It feels like, here's a cool thing, here's a cool thing, here's a little bit of plot. You know, we know you're not, don't take this too seriously, because we didn't take it too seriously. That's how I feel watching mm, this. Wow. But of course, yeah. I am going to take Star Wars seriously. I can't not do that. Right? It's, it's mindless junk food entertainment. Yeah. Star Wars has never been that before. It's just not clearly articulating what the Mandalorian people are, what this guy wants, why is he, yeah, why they believe in him, why they follow him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's not filling in those questions that we're going. We're three episodes in now, you know, out of eight. It, de- it really feels like this is almost was, the hour mark of a movie. It feels like this was written to be a feature, and then Disney said, oh, we're not doing those it'd anymore. It'd be awesome. As a, yeah, it'd be, it would be been, great as a TV show. It's to make it a TV show. It would have been great as a feature. Yeah. Um, so it's just not working. And prequel wise, again, we have the super battle droids in here, but yeah, the Mandalorian lore is not not working out. It just makes so. Is, was Django a Mandalorian? Was Boba a Mandalorian? They were just guys with cool armor. You know, it's like were they ever were they right. Mandalorians? Just I think they. Well, I mean, in the films they don't talk about it, but I do believe in Legends they they were Mandalorians. I think <gasps> Django is an outcast no. or something. No, Django takes off his helmet. You're you're right. Django yeah. has no helmet. You know, okay. He gives an entire army his face. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> but Fett doesn't wear a helmet. He's not a little boy walking around with his little helmet on. That's stupid. Like there's literally a canon reference in on film of what these people do. You've seen it, Django Fett, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. They don't do those things. They've ignored them. 
Other than the which things in particular? What do you, which what do you the, the, I mean, the helmet thing. Oh yeah, Django. Yeah, you know yeah. the way they're not they're not weird religious people. You're not you're not hearing that. You're not seeing that. You're He's just, just a man trying to make his way through the galaxy. A simple man making his way through the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does say universe, doesn't he? Yes. It's cool. Django has intergalactic. <laughs> He's intergalactic. <laughs> Many universes, <laughs> the galaxies. But uh, yeah, it's just like why was that not your template? Why were you? Uh, you know what it comes down to is Disney is so afraid of the prequels. Yeah. And, or maybe John Favreau, maybe John Favreau doesn't like them. Maybe he, I don't know, but you can tell that the showrunners on this are ignoring the prequels. Yeah. Unless, unless Clone Wars, the Clone Wars episode seven, or sorry, uh, uh, season seven, maybe you see the fall of Mandalore, the purge and all that stuff. Yeah, because the Clone Wars is not, the Clone Wars is not fit with the lore of the show. Yeah. Season seven has a Mandalore arc, basically the siege of Mandalore that could fix that, but again but not really because that's the separatists it's not the empire no the mandalorian how sort of in the show darth maul who is a separatist working with the separatists he basically helps the mandalorians the death watch gain control of the government so the mandalorians the death watch the terrorists they now control mandalore and it must be retaken so by the republic though sure so it's separatist, but it's also the Death Watch. I mean, it's more okay. the Death Watch. But there. my point is just in this show, they say the Empire did the Purge. So when, I guess, when does the Purge happen? Hmm. Okay. Maybe we'll learn. Because if the Empire did the Purge, the Empire must have done that after he became, after he was a foundling. Yeah. So. But they, but they were battle, battle droids and stuff. Wait, no. Why does it have to be after? Oh, wait, no, I got you. Because okay. the Empire doesn't exist in yeah, 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 yeah. So the Mandalorian way, is it, it's changed by the Purge. So was he a Mandalorian? Does the way the Mandalorians change after the Purge? Because it kind of has to because the way we've seen it hasn't if, been the if same. all of this is to be canon, yes. Yeah. Now, will they do that? <laughs> they, they no, the Mandalorian that? lore is not fading. So the Great Purge maybe changes things. But this guy, must, he's a foundling. He's found... In this droid battle, which means he would have been a Mandalorian for both parts before and after the Purge. Mm-hmm. The Great Purge. Mm-hmm. Again, again. There's a little Purge before. It's a little Purge. Tail Purge. There's a Great Purge and a little, a little purge. half vomit. I don't know. A little Purge. Anyway, the show's not really working right now. It's kind of sad. I don't really know what to be excited about, what to expect. Uh, Honestly, I was excited about characters we haven't seen yet. There's the other Imperial leader. There's the. Really cool, heavy. Uh, I didn't know there was a Imperial. Yeah, I didn't know that. He's from. He's he plays uh, Gus Fring in in the. Breaking oh, that Bad. guy! I didn't know he was Imperial. Awesome. Okay. Um. And then well, my, my, the prediction I had, which was the Empire will take the baby at some point. At some point, he will lose the baby. It's definitely going to happen. That, now. Yeah, that'll happen. They're going to come get him. Again, we don't know what they want with it. It's just <sighs> that should have been in this episode for sure. They wanted to extract something. The samples. Samples, yeah. That's dumb. This this is not just a creature you study. This is this was something that is the key to your return to power. You know, you don't you would you would think. You would think. Like this is not just, oh hey, we heard there's a Yoda creature, here's all this you know, armor to fix it. It's like, no, no, no. This is like a, a key spiritual spiritual unholy experiment we're trying to regain power with, you know? Sure. Because in the greater lore of even the Disney canon Snoke is Snoke would now be making his first moves yeah. to Snook. re Snoke. What? <laughs> Snoke would now be making his first moves to rebuild the Empire. Right? I guess. So he he would want Baby Yoda. Here's a question. Has Operation Cinder happened yet? What's that? I think it might have. This is basically Operation Cinder in the Battlefront game. 
is this thing. Oh, in the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Where okay. the emperor basically posthumously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, orders the empire basically to destroy itself. Basically says, if I can't have this, nobody can. It's kind of this ultimate greed incarnate. It's kind of a cool idea. Uh-huh. And so the, the first order arises out of something else. It does not rise out of just remnants. It is a new thing. Right. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I mean, that's just how it has to be. I mean, so some of them retreat to the unknown regions, this unexplored part of space. But it's just un- oh again, God. first order. We have no idea what's going on with them. So stupid. Anyway, the show has a lot of potential still, but no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It has the show does not have potential. It has potential. Here's the thing. It has potential to answer some of those questions. Yeah. But as a show itself, with yeah, the horizon is no longer double suns anymore. It's one sun. One sun horizon. It's no suns. No suns. It's oh, a no. moon that's crashing towards Earth. Oh, no. That's no moon. <laughs> that is a moon. It's going to suck. So, yeah, well, prediction-wise, lose the baby, meet new characters that hopefully are cooler, and uh, probably... They're, they're going to mount uh, uh, an offensive to get the baby back. Here's the thing. He'll recruit more bounty hunters. More than any other TV show i felt so far, I feel like I've... Because you watch TV, let me be honest, I can't tell the directors are different. You know, there's usually a showrunner's presence over all of it. This is the one, let's be honest, the action wasn't as good in this one. The tone wasn't as good. The shooting wasn't as good. The last one was much better. Much better. The directors are very uneven in this show. Yeah. And that is affecting the quality. And that's not good. A movie wouldn't do that. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're seeing how TV is is a weaker medium in lifetime. I've been saying that for years. We keep saying it. <laughs> You're starting to come around. I'm coming around. It's a ring. Oh, well, we'll we, we will watch episode Sorry four. for the downer. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep watching, but... Yeah. We wanted to like the show. We are not haters. Yeah. It right now, this show's contribution to Star Wars. Honestly, this strikes me more as the first step in a reboot rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Doesn't care about the prequel can and doesn't you know, it's not trying to fit these square pegs into round holes. It just doesn't care. Yeah. We shouldn't care. You should always care about <laughs> everything you do. You should. You should always try. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back next time with more hot takes. I mean, maybe it's good. Maybe the next one's really good. This is what comes out Black Friday, I guess. Oh. I won't be here. Hmm. Well, the, the beauty of the internet is you can watch it wherever you are. Whoa. <laughs> I thought it had to be. It's <gasps> so cool. Yep. All right. Sorry for being haters. We See, love things. We love, love Star Wars, this. but not this. Goodbye. Bye.